happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the Mayor's Minutes. Uh, it's a beautiful sunny day here in Methuen, and even if it was pouring rain outside, much like yesterday, I would say it's a bright and shiny day. I am pleased to welcome, uh, along with my usual co-hosts on Wednesdays, uh, my Ed McMahon, Councilor Joel Ferretta. Hey, hey Joel. Well, I bumped all the way to the end tonight, because yeah, today's, to today's host is, you know, much more important. He should yeah, be center right. stage. And we have our uh, brand new police chief, uh, Scott McNamara. Welcome, chief. Thanks for having me, Mayor. Pre- appreciate being here. Day one on the job. Sure is, yeah. It's been, right. a, it's been an eventful day, an exciting day, and I'm sure, certainly happy to be here. Excellent. Let's dispel those social media rumors. So you're not ready to quit? No. Yeah. No. Not just yet. You're going to have to have me around for quite some time if it's up to All me, right. Mayor. Yeah, actually, I, I'm going to hold this up. We've, been, we've made the front page of the Tribune this morning. I know that's tough for the reader. It says, uh, McNamara sworn in his new the police chief. A great picture of Scott and our our city clerk, uh, Jack Wilson, on the front page. That was, that was a terrific that. ceremony yesterday. Terrific. Yeah. Can I add one thing to that, Mayor? Um, so if you go on the... Um, the Eagle Tribune website, there's certainly more than just that picture. There's a handful, but they updated their, their website today. It was part of the story I, I wanted to get in there. Is one of the people that uh, made my day so special yesterday was my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Slip, uh, from 1975 at the Frost School. Yeah. Um, she made a point to be there yesterday. So um, uh, just a shout-out to Mrs. Slip. She's been a... Can you imagine? That's phenomenal. <laughs> can you imagine that? I mean... She's, she's keep, keeping track, not just of me, of course, but of, you know, probably hundreds and hundreds of students over the years. She checks in. Um, she appreciates your accomplishments. She encourages you all along the way. And, and just having her there yesterday just made the day all the better. Oh, kudos to Mr. Slip for a good job. I, I won't tell you, you just made me feel old because I graduated from Central Catholic in 1975. So. That wasn't my intent. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entrance yesterday with Ed Johnson leading the honor guard with the bagpipes, it was such yeah. a phenomenal ceremony. Yeah. I got the goosebumps, i got to be honest with you. It was, it was a terrific yeah, And event. your speech was, yeah. was great. Spot on. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you. Something tells me that the mayor was going to like the bagpipes, so we, could, we got that in late. <laughs> the, before we get into the stuff, the one thing that stuck with me was that quote you had from one of your former supervisors was, leave a scene better than when you came into it. And I think that's just a great thing for a lot of us who step into these yeah. roles in public services. You know, that's, I think a lot of our goals just summed up in that. Why yeah. do you do this, right? Right. Yeah. Leave it better than you found it. And by the way, that, that, that quote, I'm going to attribute it now. I, I, I'm not sure if I named him yesterday, um, but... Um, that's uh, Chief Tim Crowley from Atkinson, New Hampshire. He spent the majority of his career in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, back when I went to the academy in um, 1996, he was my staff instructor as a patrolman. Yeah. And you know, I, and I, I don't think he was very happy with me yesterday. I think he wanted to strangle me for you know. Happy, I invited him. I don't think he knew he knew he was going to be such a, a big part of my my speech. But I told him then. I said, listen, even the short. The short time that we spent together was very, very meaningful and impactful in my, in my life. And he, you know, a handful of lessons that learned all those years ago, um, I still carry with me. Yeah, and before we get too far into the program, there's a couple of things I want to say before we start uh, having the audience. Uh, I, I'm seeing a blank here. I don't know if Facebook went down again or something. Um, are you guys getting anything over there? I have to touch it every once in a while, but there's no questions yet. Oh, okay, there it is, yeah. Um, so um, I would say this. Uh, first and foremost, we want to send our condolences out to the entire Compagnon family over the loss of uh, uh, Joyce's husband, Steve Compagnon. Uh, that wake can, is tonight, and the funeral is tomorrow. So our condolences to Joyce and her family and the loss of her husband, Steve. Um, and then I wanted to say, um, you know, we typically start the show. We're going to shout out the show right now with the COVID numbers. Uh, Haverhill Mayor Fiorentini diagnosed as positive. So that's the other part of the headline is up here in the top banner. It says Haverhill Mayor Fiorentini hit with COVID-19. And in our jobs, when you're doing all the moving around we're doing, you're highly susceptible to it. So I'm going to reach out to him uh, and we wish him nothing but the best. And hopefully uh, his experience with it will be no, uh, no more severe than mine was. Right. And I say that So let's take a look at the COVID numbers um, quickly. So 100 new cases, which isn't good, but uh, it's better than the week before, so the number is improving. So overall, 9,000. And so we say 91.22 out of about 53,000 have contracted COVID now. And uh, the recovery number is still low, but that's just what's reported. 
Okay, next chart. Let's go to the good. Oh, they're all mixed up. I got the good and the not so good. So there we go. So the good, uh, we started talking about right next to me, Scott McNamara sworn in as police chief yesterday. It was a moving ceremony. The new cases I talked about are down from 120 to 100. Um, Methuen Day, and I know you were there, Scott. You experienced it firsthand. I know you were there, Counselor. It was awesome. It was awesome, and so was the Field of Honor, the flags at the library. Really impressive ceremony. And the gentleman, I can't remember his name because I'm old, who gave the Purple Heart recipient who gave the speech. Alberto Gonzalez? Alberto Gonzalez. That was touching. That speech was, Unbelievable. Yeah. Right to the heart. So, um, you know, if you didn't get a chance to participate in those, I know MCS recorded them. Make sure you watch them because they were really significant, right? Did you have something you were going to say? No, just the, the, you know, the field of honor was, you know... Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I know I did one for my dad, who was uh, a Marine and a, a cop. And, and so I, I think Paul Jensen, our VSO, would kick me in the butt if I didn't remind people that Columbus Day is the pickup day, correct? 12 no, to 12th. 2. Yeah, yeah, Monday the 11th from 12 to 2 will be the pickup day and the dismantling of all the stands correct. and all of that. So. All right. So make sure you get your flag. Don't miss out. Uh, the trends went back in positive direction, as you would expect, with the number going down a little bit. Um, some good news, the Fall Festival. Uh, we've got a flyer in that we'll talk about later in the program. It's going to be held at Great Court um, uh, on the 23rd from noon to 3 p.m. And then very importantly in this city, Scott, I don't know how big it is in Lawrence, but huge in the city of Methuen is trick-or-treat. Oh, yeah. I, I get oh. asked a million times, are we going to have trick-or-treat? We're going to have trick-or-treat. Yeah. It's going to be Sunday, October 31st, 5 to 7 Um and I'm sure we'll talk about that more oh, yeah. before that, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll prepare for it. I, I, I look forward to it. And by the way, it's huge in Lawrence, Massachusetts huge. as well, huge. particularly in the Mount Vernon section. Yeah, yeah, especially after last year where we did, you know, Methuen stepped up and we did the drive-through trick-or-treat, which is great. But I think that sense of normalcy, yeah. you know, I'm already excited. I decorated my front of my house and we'll get, you know, well, the wife and I will be out there passing out candy. We can't wait to do it again. So. Well, I want to I spice up the show for the month. Uh, so David Bartlett, I don't know I don't know if he watches, but uh, he's got decorations on his house, right? And I don't know if you see, he really does a great yeah, job. he goes all out. He goes all out. So if you're a Methuen and you've you're decorating your house for Halloween. Get those pictures in so we can put them on the TV show so that the residents can see them. And that way we can get people to drive by and take a look at them because I, I think some of them are fantastic. There's one at the corner of, um, you know, House Street and Hamstreet, where I live. Uh, there's a gentleman. I don't know who it is. It's right by the fire station. They do a fantastic job, no matter what the holiday is. You know, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, tons of decorations out. So uh, if you've got a house that has a lot of decorations and you want to share it with your neighbors, get us a pic, get it to the mayor's office, get it to Ryan Hamilton, and we'll get you on the TV show, and we'll get some people to drive by and take a look. Um, so trick-or-treat, Sunday, October 31st, 5 to 7. Uh, the not-so-good, out of the 100 new positive cases, we had 31. So we seem to be having uh, a fairly higher than what I would anticipate the national level is of breakthrough cases, including myself, right? So we had 31. Uh, nine of them were Moderna, 18 Pfizer, and four Janssen. So that's would uh, be 31% of our total for the week were breakthrough. So interesting. Um, and then, importantly, our vaccination rate is lagging, and that's been all along. Uh, I'm going to keep telling you, the mayor is not a fan of forced vaccinations. Um, I don't know if that's come up. I don't know if that came up in Lawrence. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of forced vaccinations. I do believe that people should get the vaccination. Um, everybody I love has gotten the vaccination, uh, including myself. Um, but uh, we're not yet at the point. I don't think we're uh, in this country where we, we're forcing people to do it, although some people are. So that's the news this week. We'll do the pie charts, and then we'll go to my man Scott. Um, uh, so as you can see on the pie chart, we have uh, still a preponderance of female. Um, and I keep pledging that I'm going to take a look at the demographics and see how we're split. So I'll do that for next week. Ryan Hamilton, that's your action. See, I'll do this next week. Ryan will do that next week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so 4,736 uh, ladies have gotten it, 4,386 men. I don't know if that means, Scott, that the men are less active or what, but uh, that's the number. Okay. And then if you look at the distribution by age over the life of the, the pandemic, next chart, please. Yep. 
Uh, you can see that the under 19, as you would expect, still leading the pack. Next chart is this with the weekly cases. So there's 100 new cases, 23 of them are under the age of 19. Now, we have been watching the, um, the DESI figures uh, because of the school, and so far we have not seen anything um, on the public school side that would make me say, okay, um, you know, we need to halt in school education. Nothing even remotely close to that, just you know. So that's the good news. So right. I have a follow up on that. I yeah. know a couple of weeks ago, Superintendent Kwong sent an email how the test and stay was on delay because of the contractor. Do we have an update on that? Is that? I don't have that yet. So I owe that action, uh, and I will get that for next week. But. Um, you know, this would be a final appeal. The test and stay is greatly beneficial, right? If you want to keep your kids in school, test and stay program is something that we need, yeah. right? So if you've got it and you didn't return it, the schools can't do that, right? I just want right. to be clear. It's not like a you've opted in by not responding, yeah. right? You, yeah, you have to opt positively. in. If you don't yeah. respond, you're out. And yeah. I know because I've had, I had a friend whose daughter has been deemed a close contact twice, once, once from a sibling, once in school. So she's already been out of school twice, and if the test and stay was already in, in place, right. that second time, have. because she was a school Correct. close contact, she would have been able to test and Correct. stay, but we're still waiting for, the, yeah. for that program to yeah. start. And I'm glad you said that. I'm going to bring that. We have a flow chart that uh, they presented to the school committee. I'm going to bring on the show next week and uh, run it through, because I think it illustrates for parents the benefits to test and stay. So what happens if you don't have test and stay? You're losing ground, right? right. So Yeah, there's no remote option, even if you're right. a close contact or you're sick. So if yep. you're not in school, you're going yep. to kind of start falling a little bit behind. And, and then, Scott, probably something. So I go into this three-city comparison chart, which is next. I've got a, f a fixation with Lawrence and Haverhill. Mm -hmm. And I compare uh, COVID, impact of COVID. So you see Methuen over the last two weeks has had 205 new cases. Haverhill said 291 and Lawrence 301. Uh, over the life of the pandemic, Lawrence has had 21,716 cases. But no mayors. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence right. and Methuen, I mean, Haverhill and yeah. Methuen each have one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch, Council. Uh, Haverhill had 9,200 cases and 8,564 Methuen. And, of course, those would include, like, Mayor Q uh, Fiorentini, who just got diagnosed. Right? That'll come next week. So, um, overall, a downward trend, as was predicted. If you remember what uh, the epidemiologists were telling us, that there'd be a spike as we returned to school, then it would drop back, and then they predicted another spike as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday season. So, we'll have to see if that bears true here. I hope we'll be able to ha uh, have Thanksgiving with our loved ones this year. Yeah, that, that wasn't be the, awesome, wasn't huh? the case last year. Yeah. Um, and then the next chart is the rate which goes down to 25.2. You can see we spiked a little bit, and now we're down to 25.2. We were as low as 0 0.8 on July 13th, and we're currently at 25.2 per 100,000, so better. And then the next chart, which shows uh, Lawrence, Methuen, and, and Havel graphically, shows you that all three are, are still regularly impacted, but um, a little bit better this week on Methuen than the other two. Right, and that's what we like to see. And then for those of you that say, where do the numbers come from? We remind you again, here's the vaccination chart. Um, so uh, if you look at it, it says that 63% of the people that live in Methuen have received the first dose. And that's up. So we continue to climb incrementally where the state is at a 73.5% average. Now I know it's really hard to read that little black box above. Uh, so that 73.5 is the, f the percentage that have received the first dose across the state. Methuen is at 63%. And you can go to this website and actually check that. And then across the state, 664 are fully vaccinated, right? And Methuen is at 58. So we are incrementally coming up upon 0.3% every week. So the good news there is forward progress. Um, if you're a Downing Thomas like me, you say we need to move a little bit faster, right? We need to penetrate. And so, if, if you, again, I repeat for the umpteenth time, I'm sure Council Ferretra could do this for me. If you have any doubts or questions or concerns, call our Department of Public Health, call Felix Zemmel or uh, Nancy Zabo, and ask them the questions, 
right? If you've got concerns that keep you from talk to your doctor or talk to our public health department and allay your concerns, right, and, and make your decision there. And last but not least, uh, Ryan likes to show me that he knows how to find Essex County on the map. So that's what that last chart is. Every week I make the same joke in the studio, and every week this chart shows up nonetheless. So, um, so those are the numbers for this week. Um, not outstanding, not bad. Um, moving in the right direction. Uh, our thoughts and prayers out to the Compagnons and to Mayor Fiorentini as well. And we turn our attention to our special guest, who has now completed one whole day on the job. Not, it's not over yet, Mayor. I guess not so. over yet. <laughs> That's right. So what time did you start this morning? I came in at um, 7, only because I had to get my daughter to school today. Um, I, I had wanted to just get here a little earlier, but yeah. my, my wife reminded me that somebody has to get Dory to Central. So yeah. uh, I started important. at 7 a.m., and yeah. uh, it's been a great day. Yeah, yeah. And you get to participate in the roll call? And- sure. I've gone, I went, I, what I did is I called in the uh, midnight shift. We did a, an, an end-of-shift roll call for the min- midnight. Uh, we also, I also hit the day-shift roll call, and the reason I was just a little late getting here today uh, Tonight was um, I had an opportunity to um, have a conversation with the men and women of the early night shift for, at, yeah. at the four thirty changeover. And so, without putting in, what, what's the feedback? Very positive, um, very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be I can't be more appreciative of the, the welcome I've got, not just by the police department, but by the council, yourself, mayor, the the, the citizens of Methuen. You mentioned Methuen Day. Um, I I did attend, but I I was kind of in that. Um, Honeymoon. Yeah, well, I was in that stage of leaving Lawrence, but not yet the chief in Methuen. Right. Um, so in plain clothes, just walking around. And person after person after person just pu- pulled me aside and said, welcome, anything you need, you know, call me. If, you know, everyone was so out- outgoing, helpful, and um, I was just t- taken back by it. I, 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 again, I knew I was coming into a, a, a good situation, but... I, I, I underestimated how wonderful this community really is. It's good to hear that. You know, because I think uh, sometimes what happens is when you live in a community for a while, you tend to focus on all the things that aren't working well. Sure. And not the things that are working well. And so uh, I, I can say to you wholeheartedly, I know the council agrees, we, we want this to work. This is a partnership, right? Your success is our success. So we truly do welcome you, and we're thrilled to have you here. Thank so, you. Um, now what's going to happen is a million people are going to uh, call in and ask questions. Yeah, and so, so I'll just case. Well, he looks like I have Please. a question. So obviously you've been in Lawrence for a long time and you've read the newspaper and you've seen the stories before. Was there trepidation at all about this, when the job finally opened up about, you know, do I apply for that? Do I want to put myself in that situation? Go through that process and then I'm sure discussions with the wife and family yeah. as well about what to do going forward. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's... Um you know, it's it's tough to leave a situation where you're so comfortable. Um, you know, my my career in Lawrence was a very rewarding career. I loved every every day um, that I worked for the city of Lawrence, uh, particularly the the last year or so because I I had a change in roles. I had been the essentially the patrol shift command uh, the patrol commander for uh, 12 years, and then the last six or nine months I was able to move over to the uh, Bureau of Professional Standards and Administration. So. It was kind of a step back and um, um, an opportunity to do something different. And then the other thing I was doing in Lawrence, of course, was managing the um, the sixty million dollar new police headquarters project. So a lot a lot going on there. But I but I I, I love it. It was comfortable. But I looked over the horizon right here into in, in Massachusetts, and I, and I and I saw a challenge, and um, I felt like I had a unique skill set that I could bring to bear on that challenge. And and you're right. I had to have those conversations uh, with my wife in terms of, you know, what this is, what what it's going to take in terms of dedication of time and effort. And you know, I I clearly under, knew that I'd have to have Kelly on board for this. And you know, Kelly's been such a, a support in my life that I wasn't surprised that you know she stepped up yet once yet again. And um, so again, it was a challenge that I just couldn't turn away from. And I'm I'm grateful that I was selected for the position. Now, you went for some ride-alongs today. I, I did. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you were probably pretty impressed with the vehicles, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Less than impressed with the vehicles, let me say. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, 
I'm not sure just what the outcome was, but we, you know, we went to a, uh, what, I, what I think is going to be a tragic ending to a medical call today, and the officer, I was in the uh, car with a, a young officer who was you know, rushing to get there. Um, there was, a, there was a, um, an EMT already doing CPR, and th- that person needed help, so trying to get there as quick as we could, and, and yeah, I could, I could tell that the car was really struggling. So it's a, it's, there's, there's no greater tool for the police officer than their cruiser. Um, giving them you know, a, a nice car to work in sends a strong message that, that you care. So I, I know you care, Mayor. I know you care, Counselor. I know it's on the agenda. I know it's on the, uh, the capital improvement plan. It's, it's something that we really need to address because they, they really deserve better, and I, I think we're all on the same page on that. Yeah, and I think – so I love that you bring that up, and I, I thank you for taking the hack on that. I think one of the things I'm trying to prep the citizens for is it's not something you do once and forget, right? So these cars are driven three shifts a day, 24 hours a day, nonstop, right? Sure, yeah. And yeah. so their average life expectancy is not going to be that of um, Typically three a car years. that you or I would buy, right? Yeah, three years. So, so we have to, maximum three years, yep. right? Yep. So we have to have almost an annual replacement methodology, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm just trying to prepare this. So um, to me, uh, you know, I, I'm going to talk about financial in a minute and bring you into I think, and I said this to you, Councilor, I said this at City Council the other night, hopefully people saw it. We've done a good job setting a financial um, foundation. Um, our our free cash is in very good position. Our stabilization is improving. Um, we've still got some improvement there to do. But I think one of the things that we have to understand as a community is um, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And I keep sending that message. Sure. Right? And good debt is replacement of police vehicles or fire trucks. You, you don't want your life waiting on a vehicle that's not dependable. Sure. Right? And so, uh, to me, that's good debt. And forestalling that, putting that off, is not a wise investment strategy. Right? right. And I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, about that leaving things in better shape than when you found them. Yeah. There's two steps to that. One is, yeah, we can just go out and, you know, borrow $20 million, get new cars. But then when none of us are in office anymore, them having to clean up the mess. It's also leaving those policies and procedures in place to make sure that there is the structure to continue to replace cars every three years Amen. and that there's a there's a plan in place on how to budget and make sure that that is done yeah. so the city so we don't fall into those same habits that we did yep. in the past yeah so uh, i agree and and so um that's a, that's an extremely important discussion and i think you know and i want to say that publicly because um and i think you and i talked about a council when we had the discussion when we first did the capital improvement plan so uh, we put together a five-year uh, financial forecast plus a capital improvement plan, and we actually thought through, you know, where we need to go mm-hmm. as a community. And, um, you know, we do have some investment money. Um, I shouldn't say investment. Some, some of that ARPA funds that's going to help us make some one-time over the next 10 years improvements in the city's uh, infrastructure. But um, And some of those... We're going to talk to you, Chief, about what do you need in PD? What are the things that you need? that we, they're, they're once every five or ten years, right? Mm-hmm. Not the vehicles per se, but is there something that you know, gives you a leg up? Um, and I want to remind people that we're still waiting for ideas from the, from the citizens. We've asked to have them in by October 14th. Uh, send them in to Ryan Hamilton. If you've got an idea on how we could spend some of that ARPA funding, our plan, just to remind you, is to put them all on a list Give it to Melanson, who's our compliance arm. Have them say, these are eligible, these are not. And then go to city council and say, okay, here's the ones that are eligible. What's, what's the priority here? What do we do? Right? So that we're all working on the same things together versus the usual taffy pull. So, um, you know, we have been able to uh, put um, monies aside, but I, I, I kind of want to go back to, um, you know, Every two years, we should be replacing our entire fleet of patrol vehicles. Every two years, yeah, mind, right. Yeah, at least on a cycle. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'd like to add to that, Mayor, is and so, something I can control is when we do get new cars. Yeah. They got to go to patrolmen first. That, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's where they go, and they have a shelf life of three years uh, on patrol. But that doesn't mean 
when they cycle off patrol, then they can go to for, uh, other roles in the department, specialist, supervisor, or what have you. Yep. But that's the that's the proper way to um, to deploy yep. your patrol fleet. Yep, you got a lot of welcomes in here, so I found yeah. a question. Can so, I? welcome, McLuhan. Have you had a chance to meet with the superintendent of schools yet? Well, uh, briefly, but I, I want to have like you know a, a, a sit down. We can really kind of discuss our philosophies, but yeah. uh, yeah. we're, we're going to schedule that shortly. Yep. I know you were at Methuen High School today, right? I was at Methuen High School today. There was that. Um, I know. I know what you're alluding to, but um, that beautiful rendition rendition of our national anthem yesterday, you know, almost brought me to tears. Um, and in all the in, in, in all the chaos at the end of the um, at the end of that beautiful ceremony, I never found that young lady in the room, Ella um, Ella McLaren. So um, she did a great job. Yeah, I really wanted to make a point to um, find her today. Yeah. So I was I was able to stop by the high school and bring her some flowers. And um, you brought her flowers at the high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Did yeah, you embarrass I'm, her? I'm sorry. Did you embarrass her? No, I, I tell you, if it was up to me, I would have I would have walked right in her classroom. <laughs> but they called her down to the office. Lucky for her. Um, but yeah, sweet young lady and yeah. just a beautiful voice. And yeah. I, I just told her that um, you know thanks for making my day all that more special. Yeah. yeah. I talked to her just before the ceremony. She looked nervous, right? And I had heard she sang it. Methuen Day. Methuen Day. Yeah, she did the. She did that. She rocked it then, too. So. Yeah. And it's funny because I was in the crowd afterwards and Captain Hagar, no, sorry, Ryan Hamilton went up to her and asked her if she was available on Tuesday. And her parents were like, well, she has school. Like, I think we could figure something out. I, yeah, I feel yeah. we could yeah. pull a string or two to get you out of a class yeah. to have her come down. And I'm glad she did because it, was, it I, was a phenomenal. I couldn't get Tommy Cuddy to come out of retirement. I tried. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, he's a good singer as well. Well, Cuddy's a great singer. Um, I stood next to him at uh, uh, Jack Wilson's sister's funeral. Yeah. He knows them all. He, he knows sure them does. All, so. He sure does. Um, uh, Teresa Wengheckel, there you go, Joel, says, are there any updates on obtaining a leaf truck, or should we just bring them to the landfill transfer station? Should I let the chief answer that? No. Um, <laughs> good luck with that one. Yeah, um, so uh, we are, I don't know if you saw the city council the other night, Teresa, so Pat Bauer is there, and he answered, he's actually doing both. So we do have a feed on a, uh, a gently used packer truck in Florida that we're sending somebody down to take a look at, but in the meantime, we are also pursuing a path to uh, have a contractor go out to do it, as well as allow residents to take uh, uh, leaves to the landfill station. So that will be broadcast as soon as uh, the DPW has their answer. It'll be on the website, and we will broadcast that with a press release so that nobody misses out on it. So, um, so you went to the high school. You did a bunch of things today. You sure. Did roll call. You yep. did. You visited the high school. Yep, and then rode, rode with a, a number of the police officers, met with um, my my assistant, uh, Kathy, yep. um, who's wonderful and, yeah. and so supportive. And uh, yeah. I wanted to carve out some time for her. I wanted to kind of lay out a foundation for us and, you know, and, and find out how I can best <laughs> so how, how can best support her. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I want to know what, what, what I can do to make her job easier. So we, we, we did that. Of course, I had a... Another wonderful conversation with uh, Captain Hagar, who's been just unbelievably helpful through this transition. He's been terrific. Yeah, he really is. He's a, he's a terrific guy, and I'm, I'm I'm really grateful for all that um, he's given me throughout this process. The joke he cracked yesterday. What did you say? When he spelled your, when the name was spelled wrong on the. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice it either. But he's like, "What are you going to do to me?" Yeah. yeah. So he's at least had a sense of humor, and once again, yeah, I agree. Well, I gave, gonna, the, I gave him. The, he said uh, he can't find me. I said, "Yeah, you're civil service." So, uh, <laughs> Um, let's see. Okay, so they're coming in. Uh, oh. What ideas do you have for community engagement activities? Well, I know. Well, because yeah. it was one of my questions I asked. Because one of the things during the interview process, you mentioned the community policing piece, where you know you talked about going into a neighborhood and just throwing a bunch of tickets and arresting people, as compared to going in with that positive reinforcement. Sure. And that was one of the things that stuck with me from the interview. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the programs that. I, I spearheaded in the city of Lawrence, and it's been, in my opinion, wildly successful. The three, three successive police chiefs are, are, have continued it. Um, if you went back 20, 25 years, what, what police departments would do when they, had a, when they felt like they had a problem in a particular neighborhood, they would engage in those 
old, tired practices of zero toler- tolerance law enforcement and saturation patrols. And, and really what you did during those times is, is you essentially victimized that neighborhood twice because those were, those were the people that were ensnared, the people that live and work in that neighborhood were ensnared in those zero tolerance life and, uh, um, uh, enforcement policies. So what we did is we, we turned that on its head. Instead, we'll, go, we, we'll plan something in advance. We'll do advanced community notification so that we don't look like, look, look like we're rolling in like an occupying army. People know why we're there. And the, the reason we're there is, is to, to engage in a discussion. So what we'll do is we will map out essentially a four or five block area, not, not too vast that we can't get around it, uh, bring in as many police officers as we can in uniform. Often we, we partner with other community groups and um, city councilors, mayor's office, and essentially we walk around that, that neighborhood, we knock on doors, and we have a discussion. We, we arm our police officers with a, uh, a, a pre-made um, document that essentially gives the give some information about uh, crime prevention and, and crime numbers in that neighborhood. But that's only meant to be an icebreaker, something to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. So you know, whether it's the first floor or, the, or, the, or the, the third floor of a three tenement, we find people where they live and we, and, and we have that talk and, and we invite them to join us. We'll, we'll bring on a command post and often we'll have our, our mayor there, our, our city councilors, sometimes our state reps. You know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to get to, um, you know, some of these neighborhood groups or yep. the city council meetings. So if you have an opportunity to go into, the, into those neighborhoods, find them where they are and say, hey, this is an opportunity. To, would you like to meet your councilor or your mayor or your police chief? We're, we're right around the corner. So it's been wildly successful. Um, and my former chief and I still disagree on this one point. It was my idea to get the, the ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> no. He stole my idea, but hey, I, st- I, it was, I stole that from stole the Boston police chief. But yeah. it, hey, maybe we could get an ice cream truck. But, yeah. um, but the idea is at the end of that, at the end of that four or five um, hour community engagement, community engagement initiative, hopefully you developed a handful of allies that you didn't have previously, and, and people have a little deeper trust for the, um, the for their for their own police department. Yeah. Now, one of the things, uh, and, and uh, I appreciate you saying that. So we've got a uh, we've got some meet and greets set up across the city because we want the citizens a chance to come and meet you um, in person, not just on the uh, mayor's minutes. Uh, so, do we have the chart in the uh, community studio to give you a little warm? Ryan gave us a chart with uh, it's got Merrimack Valley Golf Course at the top. It's got Borelli's Deli. It's got bada some bing di- on there. Uh, yeah, it's a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, college we, football. We set up about five or six places across the city where we're going to do meet and greets with the police chief, and it looks a little. You don't have it, and Ryan is fired. Um, <laughs> Ryan is fired. <laughs> so there it is, right there. Uh, this is the chart okay. that Ryan told me he had sent to you, and and so I'm going to read these because I apologize. That, so they start Thursday, October 14th at Merrimack Valley Golf Course from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So next Thursday night, a week from tomorrow night, at Merrimack Golf Course from 6 to 8 p.m., um, we'll have some coffee and some cheese and a chance to come meet the, the chief, and I'll be there with him. And council, you're welcome, or any other city councilors are welcome. And then Tuesday, October 19th, we'll be at Man Orchards in the morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., um, then Wednesday, October 20th, at Borelli's Italian Deli from noon to 2. And that same day uh, at the Sons of Italy that night on Merrimack Street from 6 to 8 p.m. It's a big day, the 20th. We, we should get double time. Okay. I'm looking um, forward to and it. And you got a show in between. How are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah. I'll be gassed. <laughs> uh, and then uh, closing up with our good friend, October 23rd, Saturday, October 23rd at Bada Bing in downtown from uh, 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. So these are published out there on the uh, city website. There's a press release. Uh, one, two, three, four, five dates that you can come and meet the chief. We move them around the city. Some are in the morning, some are at night. Uh, we try to be as disruptive to the chief's schedule as possible. So I think we've achieved that mission. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, uh, we're asking you to come on out and meet them. Uh, and you don't have to bring a brain buster just to, you know, uh, so that you get to know the man who's leading the police force in your community is a great thing, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so uh, let's see. What did the new police chief like about the city of Methuen that inspired you to apply for this particular job? Well, as I, as I said previously, I, I just I, I like the challenge. You know, I, I know there were some issues, and again, I don't want to harp on what those issues were because I, I really mean it when I say I want to turn the page and 
and start a new chapter and focus on the positive. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is there was you know, a lot of issues that needed to be addressed, and I thought I had a particular skill set that would fit that very well. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of the men and women inside that department want to turn that page as well. I think they're sick of reading the newspaper and seeing just the story after story about what's been going on the last couple of years. So I think everyone's looking for that clean slate. And that's the that was the biggest thing I took out of these last couple of weeks is, you know, it's the dawn of a new day. It's, you know, yep. starting fresh. And I think a lot of people in that department are very excited to have that clean start. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, think, I agree. You know, uh, I loved your speech yesterday. And I especially loved the part where you said, um, you know, you took out of the audit. So... And, and you know, I worry when when you hear the word audit that your mind always thinks negative. Sure. Um, there was plenty of good things in that audit as yeah, well. Yeah, there were. Right. Yeah. And you highlighted something that that I thought was really important to highlight. That um, it, it specifically made comment about the professionalism of the men and the women of the police force. Sure. And did. how they want to do well for their community, right? Yeah. And so I, I think that that was an extremely important piece. So. Um, and, and let me ask you a question, and you can you can take the fifth here. Um, did you have any negative res- You know, with all all the fanfare, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to say fanfare. With, with all the media, yep. Was there any hesitation on your mind in applying for the job? Um, I, I'd say no. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw it play out. I, I, I know it was pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. From the pr- perspective of, an, of a new police chief, um, it's, I, I would say it's even more difficult to take on a police department that's running smoothly down the tracks. I mean, right. it, it, it's really hard. You could, you could, you, you don't want to be the one who takes it off those tracks, right? right. You want to keep things moving. So, um, the fact that the department is in a, in a certain level of turmoil yeah. only made it more attractive to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Hopefully, I can put my stamp on this department, leave it better than I found it, as I said in my speech. And, and, I, and I think that, and I said this, whoever was fortunate enough to get this job was, was going to you know, get the best of things, a, a mayor that supports you, a council that supports you, the citizens. What else could you ask for? So it's, it, I, it, this was always a good setup, set up and, and, frankly, fits, fits nicely with um, what I bring to bear in terms of um, my skill set. Was there any point during this whole process, during the, inter- the, the multiple rounds of interviews, with the committee that was chosen by the mayor, then the mayor and his group, and then city council, that you were just like, you know what, maybe not. I'll go back to where I was, be comfortable, stay there for a couple more years, retire, and be happy? Well, you know, I, I, that's something that, that creeped in every so often. You know, do I, I tell you, I had, I had a. You're you know Irish, Scott. I know. I tell yeah, you, yeah. Know, <laughs> you know what the hardest thing for me to do was to actually hit send on the resignation email? Because I was leaving behind, you know, a pl- and again, I, it's not as though, though I'm moving across the country. It's, it's right there, you know. Right, right. But still, it's, um, you know, the city of Lawrence is, has been so important and so special. All the, the people from that city, again, I, I, we, I think I spoke earlier about my kindergarten teacher who was there yeah. yesterday. I mean, that's the, that's the level of um, support I've gotten by that city. So it's, it, it, it certainly was hard to walk away, but, um, but that's balanced by... Just the huge welcome I've I've gotten by the the citizens of Methuen. I just feel like, just after a couple of days, I, I feel like I'm already a, a significant part of the community, and I and I appreciate that. And you are. That's yeah, there great. was a great pre- you know the presence from Lawrence, you know, in that room yesterday. I you know spoke I think a lot about you and your character as well. The fact that they were all there to support you, even going back to your kindergarten teacher. So I think you know that speaks highly of you that you know all these people were there, even though you were leaving the department, they were there to support you as you move on to this new endeavor. Yeah, and, and I appreciate all those officers being there. I think the world of them, of course. But, um, you know, a lot of my speech did center on, on Lawrence as opposed to Methuen, but that was by design. I really, when you look at the issues that, that um, are in the current Methuen Police Department, they, se- they seem all centered around culture. You know, it's not the contract. It's, it's, it's um, you know, the facility is in, is in um, state of the art, but it's, but it's a decent facility. That's not the issue. The cars are being addressed. It's more of a culture issue. Culture issue. So, I really wanted to point towards what Lawrence really does have. They have. They have a, you know, the police officers there. They really do look out for each other. They. They. they they're a tight knit group. They care for one another. And um, I'm not going to take credit for that. I just know that I was a, a, a small piece of it. So, I hope to uh, instill, bring some level of that to Methuen over time, and 
that's what really needs to change, Methuen. We need to start trusting each other, working with each other, and um, supporting one, one another. Well said. Well said. Um, what do you see as the biggest challenge for you personally? The biggest challenge for me personally? Um, well, Stumped I mean, you. <laughs> I mean it's a, the whole thing's a challenge. You know, yeah. I don't know if I can um, parse, parse any of it out. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, the biggest challenge is, you know, again, by pinning this badge on my chest, um, that doesn't it doesn't mean a lot a whole lot unless unless I can really win the trust of Lawrence, of, of Methuen police officers. And by the way, I keep saying Lawrence and Captain. I, right. I, I think I signed yeah. three things, Captain McNamara today. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a challenge. You know, it, um, it it wasn't conferred to me yesterday. It has to be earned, and, and it can't be earned in a day. It's going to take time. And and um, but I think I'm up to that challenge. I really do. Okay, um, Nancy Reardon says she'll be happy with an ice cream truck like Lawrence has. Thank you. So she she's welcome to doing. She's thrilled. We'd love to see an ice cream truck. And said poor Ryan as well. No. no. <laughs> um, what other ideas do you think that you learned from working in Lawrence Police Department that might help the city of Methuen? Um, these are well, not mine. These are. Oh, sure. And, yeah. and by the way, I just want to say one thing for the people that are watching. My, uh, my um, department Facebook page is not up yet, so you, you probably see that I'm logged on on my personal page, so that's why I'm not responding to all these wonderful comments, but I, I yeah. will as soon as I can get my, uh, my uh, um, department uh, Facebook page up. But um, what did I learn? Well, I... I learned everything I know from, from from being a police officer in Lawrence in terms of, you know, dealing with um, different uh, crime crime related issues, uh, community interactions. But I, I guess what I understand more more now than I ever had ever have in the past is the importance of making that connection with with the community. Um, I'll say that um, our current chief in Lawrence, Chief Ask, um, my hats off to him because he has done that. He's he is done it in a way that I haven't really seen it uh, uh, done in, in some time. So, um, you know, at every event, um, playing a part, showing that he cares. So um, I hope to do the same here in Methuen. Uh, um, again, my, um, Kathy, my, my, my partner in the, in, in the office, we had to talk about that today, and I said, hey, just please give me a heads up on every event that you can. Um, just throw it on my calendar, because even if I can just stop by and and say hello. I, I just want to do that. I want to do that as often as I can. I, I, I want, I want this community to feel comfortable with me, and, and vice versa. Right. Excellent. And I'm glad you bring that up because, uh, you know, I, I haven't said in this program ever, but, uh, um, you know, I came into this job from private industry. And it was really um, a, a transition. And uh, one of the people who's been extremely helpful to me is Chief Vasque. Yeah. Uh, I have not reached out to him once that did not get an immediate phone call back. And I went up to him yesterday. Uh, even, even when we were interviewing you, I called him. Um, the guy is, uh, he's a class act. He's a professional up front. And he's always there to support. And I, I want him to know um, I appreciate how, you know, candid and responsive he was to me. Just some nobody mayor who gave yeah. him a holler, right? So uh, always. And so appreciate that, Chief. Great job. Um, there's an important question here, a yes. uh, very important one. It says, is the chief bringing his daughter Chick-fil-A home tonight? They show they pay attention when you're talking. So. Yeah, you know what? She hasn't called yet, but she will. Every, every, uh, well, every morning we have to stop at Dunks, as she calls it. Every Saturday and Sunday I have to get up early to get her Dunks. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, Chick-fil-A is going to be a big staple in her life moving forward, I imagine. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> we get you to heavenly. We got to get her off the yeah, yeah. thing, but we'll work on that later. So, um, during our city council meeting on Monday night, I, I touched base on it and the mayor sent me a list today of all the openings in the Methuen Police Department, which is going to be a big challenge for you going forward. So, maybe give us a little insight on how you plan on attacking, you know, attacking that retention and then recruiting new officers because. To go speak in the Captain Hagar, the state police test, you might be losing some there. On top of just openings in the department, on, on top of what's happening, nation. Well, right, policing question. right on now. On top is, of what's happening in policing, so isn't it fair to say that it's a very difficult time to attract police officers? Yeah, it is. It, it, it's hard to pe uh, get people to be um, become interested in the profession. You know, obviously, there's more scrutiny on this profession than, than there ever was, and um, you know, that's a hard sell, of course, but. I, 
the the other side of the coin is this is literally the most re- re- rewarding career you could possibly have. It, it's something that gives you'll you'll get so much back from it. Sure, sure, there's some there's some, there's some risk in terms of um, again that that scrutiny that comes from outside, but you know retention is all about again that culture issue, culture issue that needs to be fixed. Um, I, I spoke about my experience in Lawrence where. Um, somewhere in the area of 30 police officers got laid off in 2010. Each one of them found themselves in a place that paid them more, that the cars were better, the facility was better. Yet they all had uh, recall rights to Lawrence. And um, over a period of a year and a half, when things got better financially, somewhere in the area of 95% of them returned to make less money and, and it, you know, the facilities that didn't, didn't measure up. But they came for a reason. They, they came for that culture that exists there, that brotherhood, that sisterhood. Um, in the way that they look out for one another. So if I can do that, if I can make it a, a more a welcoming, uh, attractive place to work, um, then people, I hope, will want to stay. So, you know, if you take, um, and I know I asked you this when you interviewed, and not the, so if you take, like, the next 90 days, so how do you, how do you, compartment, do you compartmentalize your approach? Is there a specific, you know, in the next several weeks I want to do this, I want to get this done, right? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a handful of in, in, important things, but again, the most important thing. Um, some people will. Everyone has their own management style. Some have that top-down approach. Yep. I'm going from the bottom-up approach. Um, I I I've made an effort today, and I will for the next several weeks to start with the patrolmen and and get to know them and and get to understand them. I, I went to the, the roll calls today, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to be jumping in the cars with you, but I, I don't want you to." Be apprehensive about that. I'm not. I'm not there to second guess what you're doing yeah. and, and to scrutinize what you're doing. I'm. I'm simply there to learn a little bit, bit about you as a person and, and vice versa. And that. That's how you get to know cops. You, you're not going to get to know people if you know you have. You're walking by and you say good morning and keep going. Um, the, the way you get to know cops is, is is have some shared experiences with them. So that's the most important thing I'm going to do over the next 90 days. Certainly, there are some others. Um, I'm going to really get up to speed on where Methuen is in police reform and, and, and accredit, accreditation. Those are issues that um, are time sensitive. Um, you heard me mention some of the things that were not in the audit that you know I, I think need to be addressed, and I, I have a timeline on, on, on doing just that. Um, and again, that community issue. I, I, I have to I have to send that strong message to the community that I'm I'm someone that they can count on as well. So yep. a number of things, um, but. They can be balanced, and I can achieve those, I believe, in the, in the first 90 days. You're off to a good start. Thank, so. thank you. All right, let's see. My, my screen keeps going blank. I'm not yeah, I have sure to what. keep tapping it to, to read the questions. I don't know if something's going on. Yeah. Um, but while you read that, you know, please. a couple of days ago, I was involved in a situation where a couple of your officers, you know, had to, you know, replied very quickly. I was taking out my trash, and there was a woman who was hit by a car in front of Chris's Pizza. And oh within, you know, by the time I got from my house to the corner, I was on the phone nine one. There was cruises already coming down the street. Just the professionalism, and the way they handled themselves when they got to the scene, was able to calm the mom down a little bit while EMTs were coming. Yeah. Those are the little things that a lot of the public doesn't see because mostly, mostly what they see is on the front page of a newspaper or on TV. Yeah. And I think that's what, hopefully, that community engagement will. The community can see that. It's not, you know, there's more than just the badge. It's the yeah. men and women of this department, of that department that give so much more that, you know, it's not just, you know, what they do while, you know, on the clock. A lot of them give their time back in other ways. I coached lacrosse with one of the, you know, your, one of your officers in the spring, and he coaches soccer. There's so much more to them to that badge, yeah. and I think the more the community can see that, the better that this situation gets. And, and I, I concur with that, and I, and, I, and I would add that, you know, Policing can be difficult, and it can really beat you up if, if you let it. And um, by its nature, it can it could be adversarial. You de- you're dealing with people sometimes at their worst. They've been, they've been a victim of a crime, perhaps, or maybe you're stopping someone and issuing a tra- traffic ticket. Um, those those aren't the times to you know to form those relationships. But what what really can balance you is is when you you make an effort to to, to engage in the community in the, in the, in the way that you're suggesting. Um, getting out of the one of the things I'm going to encourage the police officers to do, and um, I, I don't want to be a bean counter in, in this regard, but I, I want to empower them to at least do this: is uh, throughout the day, get out of their car, call it in over the radio that you're going to do a park and walk, and just walk around a neighborhood, walk around a business district, pop in, say hello to people. 
that will balance you over time. It's, yep. I, it's funny. I, I think some police officers look at it as, almost as a punishment. They're making me walk. But, but hey, yeah. th- that's something that can really kind of um, you know, be healthy for you over time. Yeah. And, and, and you, you should really embrace those opportunities. Now, um, you know, I say this. Uh, so when you look at the diversity breakup of the city of Methuen, we've changed pretty dramatically over the last 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And uh, one of the things the audit did say is that the force does not represent, right? And I don't know if you ever get it fully represented, but we clearly have to do a better job getting, um, you know, some of that diverse population to aspire to a career in policing, right? Sure. And so, I, you know, <clears throat> I know when we were having the um, civil service entrance exams, I don't know if they're called entrance exams, but... Um, um, Acting Chief Hager at the time, he worked and put the signs up, and you know there was some broadcasting and some messaging in multiple languages to try to get people. How do you how do you build on that? How do you uh, how do you transform over time so that your force becomes more representative of of your society? Yeah, um, well, the, the the biggest hardship in terms of achieving a high level of diversity is it's it's, it's simply dependent on hiring. Um, again, the agency I just left, the reason they became considerably more, more diverse over the, the past five years is because they hired 60 cops, and that's unusual um, yeah. to build back. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll build the police department uh, beyond where it is currently today, and um, that will give us at least an opportunity to address that issue. Certainly you're going to go into um, you're gonna do the, the job fairs and the workshops, and ideally you're going you're to go into those underrepresented areas and, and target those areas. And that'll, that'll help in, in the way of diversity. Um, but the other thing I w- I, I'd, I'd like to at least uh, speak to the council and the mayor about is uh, perhaps bringing a, could, could a cadet program to the uh, city of Methuen and the Methuen Police Department. It's, it's something uh, some of the more progressive uh, police departments are, are now doing throughout Massachusetts. It's, 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 part, it's, it's, codi- it's codified in civil service and allowed. And essentially, you're, you're able to hire young people between the ages of 18 and 25 um, to work at the police station. It's not a volunteer job. It's a paid job, but um, not sworn, of course, not carrying firearms, just helping in, in whatever way you might need them. But after uh, two years of doing that, if they, if they um, complete two years and, and um, they have a good service record, um, all they need to do now is, is pass the civil service exam. They don't need to top it, just pass it. And then Methuen um, would, be, would be able to select one out of um, each three candidates from the cadet program, if we so cho- so chose. So that, that'll give us a little bit more flexibility as it relates to the rules of civil service. Yep. So you could be somewhat constrained by the civil service rules, but um, there are things you can do um, to become considerably more diverse over time. Yeah, hey, because doesn't that tie your hands somewhat when it comes to wanting to be more diverse? And you know, but when you have to follow that list, like it's not like you can. You know, I think it makes it. I know there's certain things you can write if you're a veteran. You kind of move up a little bit on that. On that. Yeah. Oh part. yeah. 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 It's um. Yeah, you are somewhat constrained, but I, I think when you when you really work hard to get your message out, um, you know what what we 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 found in, in, in Lawrence, Massachusetts is these are all merit based hires over the last five years. Right. They're all merit based, and. Largely Latino. Um, Latino officers are making a huge impact in, in Lawrence and doing a great job and and servicing their, their community. So, I think we can do the same thing in Methuen. Excellent. Good to hear. So there's uh, uh, Sue Richie said, "Welcome to Methuen, Chief. She works at the Senior Center. We have a lot to talk about. Forty fives tournament. You play forty fives? Not only do I play forty fives, oh. but I'm a forty fives league champion." Well, I feel a yeah. challenge coming. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I've played a few years I'm a transplant. I had to use the little cheat piece of paper. And, oh, yeah. I grew up on 45. Yeah. My grandmother. Yeah. I actually played in a, in, a, in a league about oh, 20 years ago, I'd say. Really? Yeah, yeah. And once we won, I mean, it was, what else? You can't play anymore. You, know, you, you win the champion. You, you championship. You, yeah, you just, you, you just get the plaque and you, yeah. you move on. Um. Also, police and seniors are establishing a friendship so they know, they know when they need assistance, a friend is coming to their aid. Uh, keeps great communication between the senior community and Methuen PD. So that's some good coaching from the seniors. And then Morel Malubian said, uh, will there be some police education or something like that in school so kids understand the concept that law enforcement is here for their safety and not as a ticket holder walking around to punish people? Yeah, so over the, over the last... Um 
uh, 10 or 15 years or so, you know, we've recognized that we need to kind of change the role of, of, of SROs. SROs cannot be viewed as enforcement agents in the schools. Yep. They have to be in, in, in viewed as you know, partners in your, in your future. So, you know, that role has changed, and um, certainly I, we're already doing that in Methuen. I think we have uh, three SROs right now that are right. doing, a gr- doing just a great job. So, um, yeah, I'd like to talk to the superintendent about what type of programming we can, we can introduce in, into the school system, but yep. absolutely, we want to be viewed as uh, trusted allies for, the, for these kids. As somebody who had three kids, I have, my youngest is now a senior in high school, but they've always had fond memories and spoke highly of the officers. They were at the Marsh when Officer Ramirez was there, and then yep. Officer Tercy was there, and then Ferrelli cur- currently at Methuen High, high school, school, and then Officer Mambro as well. Yeah. So, you know, I think right now what Methuen's doing, what those, those, those SROs are doing a great job yeah. in those buildings. They, I don't think the students right now look at them in that role that that, that woman mentioned. I think they look at them as somebody they can trust and go yeah. to for issues. And I think so, too. Do you anticipate doing No Shave November? Well, I did it last year. As yeah. <laughs> and, I, of course, that... Um, that picture of me <laughs> the with the beard, shot, right? yeah, that was yeah. making its rounds. And I'll tell you what happened was, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I lost a considerable amount of weight in the past two years. So when they asked me for a final photo, I only had two available. One went, one was the heavy photo, and one was, was the no-shave November photo. So I had to make a choice. I went with the no-shave, I went with the, the no-shave November photo. So By the way, I, I know I got a lot of comments on... No, Wait a minute, the new know. chief has a beard? What's up with that? Well, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, right. 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 I've been known to shave November since yeah. like 2015 at yeah. this point. Yeah. A couple so. of patrolmen said to me, oh, I hope they're going to Yeah, say, I I, well, I, believe me, that, mess, that, was, that was one of the messages I got uh, loud and clear is um, they, they, they love to have beards. So maybe yeah. we'll start there and see if we yeah. can do a no-shave November. Uh, and Sue Riccio said, League Champa, oh, chief, the senior center has won the last four tournaments. Sorry. Uh, I guess the cops and the seniors play. Oh, let's do it. So I wonder yeah. if the mayor can get in on that because the mayor is a huge 45. Well, you and I can be partners. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that, man. Ah, that, we, that. we take it serious. There's nothing better than partners, but uh, yeah. unless you're playing six-person cutthroat because you can't draw all the cats. Yeah, so, yeah, so one of the questions was, what, did you graduate from Lawrence High School? Where did you graduate from? I did, Lawrence High School, 1988. Okay. 1988. Yeah. So, Teresa, 1988, Lawrence High and, School. There you go. All right, the, we got three minutes left. Okay. I really appreciate you know your first full day on the job i'm sure it was um anything special you want to you know throw out there I th- by the way i thought it was great to have your family there yesterday um you got me a little misty <laughs> when you thank your mom and dad i thought of my mom uh, yeah so that was really special i know how special it is i looked over at your mother and it really caught me off guard so yeah kudos to them oh well, it was um, a special day for them but yeah special for me of course and yeah i it's really hard when you look at your mom and she's crying because she's proud. Yeah, um, yeah that was that was tough. Hell, I, I, was I don't know how I got through it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. so great job. Anything you want to say to the community? I, I just want to say a, a, a profound thank you. Thank you for accepting me and, and welcoming welcoming me to your to this wonderful community. Um, thank you for making it easy. I mean, this transition has been well beyond my expectations, and I, I just. I just can really, I, I really feel it. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm already part of, uh, of this place, and uh, I'm grateful for it. Well, we're thrilled to have you, Councilor. Um, just one aside away from the chief is that there is mosquito spraying tonight, so don't oh, yeah. be alarmed if there's a truck going by your house with a yellow light right. on. They're doing a bunch of the fields. They're doing some neighborhoods as well. There hasn't been a positive mosquito. There's no Tripoli, no West Nile. It's preventative right now. If anyone remembers back in 2019 when there was the positive test, we had to move football to Saturday afternoons, no trick-or-treating. Yeah. So this is a good thing. So hopefully our parks and yeah. areas will get sprayed and every, the rest of the fall will go according you, to plan. You're my mic. So, so Halloween week, you're going to dress up as Ed McMahon and I'm going to dress up as Karnak and we're going to do this right, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, I do have a couple of quick flyers here. Uh, just one for the fall festival. Hopefully, yeah, there we go. So that's October 23rd from noon to 3 p.m. Uh, and the chief and I will be a little late because we have a meet and greet that same day. But the Fall Festival is at Great Court uh, State Park, so we'll make it there. A lot of things uh, going on with the rec department. There's costume contests. There's giveaways. Uh, there'll be some food, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so yeah. looking forward to that, right? Well, you know, hats off. You know, I think, you know, the chief mentioned coming in and, you know, into, you know having to make some changes. Steve Angelo, I know it's the rec department, yeah. and it doesn't get a lot of pub, but... 
the programs he's putting together right now. The, there's a cooking class. There's an American Girl doll. I want to take Halloween that cooking thing. class. You yeah. know, so he's got the art program with Jen Gozell. Yep. So there's, it's not just sports. And I think yeah. that's what huge. That's a huge accomplishment for our recreation department. So it is. hats off to Steve Angelo. Hats off to them. And, and, and you know, and it's a, Bill Manzi the fourth as well who helps him out. The that's, fourth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't the want to f- get you know. When did Bill Manzi start working back in Methuen? Like we mentioned him before. So <laughs> you know, those two are doing a lot of work right now. It's greatly appreciated. Well, Chief, welcome to Methuen. We look forward to having you as a guest on uh, future programs and maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, focused topics uh, here or there. Uh, I usually like to have uh, the police chief and the fire chief together. Uh, The questions really fly when I do that. So uh, always interesting. Um, And probably... Is it like a face-off? Do I get to ask the fire chief questions? Oh, I love that. (laughs) I I love that, yeah. So... um, we're back next week, um, and uh, we've got some special guests again next week. Uh, but in the meantime, don't forget uh, your ARP ideas. Submit them to Ryan Hamilton mm-hmm. by October 14th. Uh, how we can use that $46.6 million in federal funding to improve the quality of life in our city. Um, and we will take those to the compliance auditors, and then if they say yes, we'll prioritize them through city council. In the meantime, uh, stay healthy. Uh, God bless you all. We'll see you back here next week.